welcome to your Friday! You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and a story or two from you. Yeah! Send them to us, guys. <laughs> Send your stories to talkcrooked at gmail.com. <laughs> um, right now. <laughs> yes, <it>. go do it. <laughs> um, do it now. <laughs> so, I have a fun little episode. I don't have COVID. I'm just still pregnant. <laughs> and my child seems to think that their their new favorite place to, to hang out is in my rib cage. So... <laughs> Breathing is hard. <laughs> um, so, okay. I've got a fun little episode for us today. These are all Florida man stories. Um, so we're going back to... Oh my to- god. Sorry. Quick side note. So mm-hmm. I was listening to... Um, I was listening to a podcast today. Uh-huh. Um, it was an episode of The Dollop, <laughs> and the concept of a shirtless governor in Florida came up. Oh. And I was, and they were both like, how has, how has Florida never had a shirtless governor? <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> like, just some barefoot shirtless guy wearing jean shorts. <laughs> yes. I'll be your governor. <laughs> and it made me think of this. So... <laughs> Sorry, I just had to bring that up because it just, it made me laugh so hard today. (laughs) (coughs) No shirt, no shoes, and I provide a service. (laughs) All the service. Yes. (laughs) All right, so some stories from Florida. Um, Naked Florida man accused of bizarre crime spree that included trying to kiss elderly woman. Suspect- What? Suspect racks up 19 charges in less than an hour. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is in Escambia County, Florida. I'm, like, impressed. (laughs) I know. Me, too. And we get a list of the the charges at the end. Okay. Um, A Florida man's crime spree started with him exposing himself at a flea market, then stripping naked, stealing a car, and committing various other criminal acts before he was arrested less than an hour later. Oh my god! <laughs> Deputies said the first call they received about 23-year-old Lahoris Pickett Jr. came in at about 11.15am. Oh I, f- <laughs> I was fully picturing an old man. <laughs> nope. 23? Yep. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I suspect drugs are involved here. Yes. Um, mm. um, I was right. I should be a detective. <laughs> um, okay, so... Elementary. So this came in at about 11.15 a.m. Wednesday from a diner inside T&W Flea Market in Pensacola, where witnesses reported Pickett jumped on a coin machine while kicking and punching it, then went to the ground where he exposed himself and started screaming, Call the cops! The dead are rising! (laughs) That's the best thing you could ever shout! Yes! While stripping naked. <laughs> yes. Call the cops, the dead are rising. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best story. That's the best. Yes. Could you imagine? I just really <laughs> no. want to have been in the flea market that day. Oh, I'm so sad. That's so funny. And it's Pensacola, yeah. of course. From there. Oh god. 
From there, he jumped on a customer's shoulders and attacked a worker who was behind the counter, grabbing her, then punching her. Yep. So his dick was on someone's neck. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He grabbed her, then punched her when she pushed him away. Records show. Oh, my God. Then deputies said he was chased out of the diner and went out to the parking lot, stripped naked, and stole someone's Chevrolet Sonic. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought he was already naked. I'm so confused. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they fucked up. Um, he, yeah, he was naked, and then they put it. <laughs> he again. was naked twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he ex- he exposed himself, and uh, then okay. he stripped naked. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to believe that his dick was still out. Yes, it it 100 <laughs> was. <laughs> Along with his clothes, Pickett also left behind a bag containing a pistol. At about 11.35 a.m., a call came in from an elderly woman who lives a few blocks away who said Pickett approached her in the stolen car, grabbed her hair and tried to kiss her, then picked up a piece of concrete and threatened to kill her. What? Mm Mm-hmm. This guy is having the night of his life. (laughs) The morning. This is in the morning? morning. (laughs) What? Yes. 11. Oh my god. 11. This guy has gotten more in done morning. in one <laughs> This guy has gotten more done in one morning than I have all of quarantine. <laughs> right? Um <laughs> Deputies said Pickett then tried to break into an RV on the property and ended up throwing a brick con- during a confrontation with the man who lives inside. Oh my god. <laughs> When a th- this guy is busy. Yeah. When authorities arrived on the scene, Pickett tried to run, but he was found in the bed of a truck. The backpack he... What? Yeah. <laughs> was it moving? <laughs> no. He just oh hid in a God. truck. <laughs> he just jumped in the back of a truck. <laughs> They'll never find me here. <laughs> this isn't a completely obvious hiding place. No. The backpack... <laughs> The backpack he left in the RV during the incident there contained a throwing star, handgun ammunition, and a bag of synthetic marijuana. Oh, God, it was spice? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. A third report came in shortly before noon after Pickett was already in custody. Residents in that area said Pickett ripped a mailbox from the ground, broke into a home, and broke what? a TV. He was wearing he a green house coat at the time. <laughs> During that incident, he yelled, explicative, come on out, I know you're in there. He didn't say what? explicative. He, he probably said bitch, or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Something. Um, Pickett was arrested on 19 charges. Um, where'd she go? Hello? Hey. What happened? That was weird. I don't know. All of a sudden, you were gone. I know. The phone just hung up. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So he was arrested. Yeah. He was arrested on 19 charges. Two counts of criminal mischief with property damage. Burglary. Criminal mischief is yeah. my favorite charge of all time. Right. <laughs> 
Um, mm, you're being, I charge you with being a mischievous fellow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's a okay. criminal mischief. Uh, burglary. Driving with a suspended or revoked license. Ag- oh my God. <laughs> aggravated assault. Aggravated of battery. Course. Battery uh-huh. on a person 65 years of age or older. Using or That's dis- a thing? Yep. Apparently. <laughs> Well, I guess assault of a minor is a separate thing, so... Yeah. Ends of the spectrum. Yep. Using or displaying a weapon during the commission of a felony. Possession of a weapon or ammo by a convicted felon. (gasps) Burglary with assault or battery. Wait, wait. He's a convicted felon? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. (laughs) Wow. And you decided... Oh, oh, God. The decision-making skills of people. Right? Ugh. Burglary with assault or battery, resisting an officer without violence, possessing a synthetic cannabinoid, possession of drug equipment, engaging in a criminal offense with a weapon, possession of a concealed weapon by a convicted felon, exposure of sexual organs, grand theft motor... Exposure of sexual (laughs) organs! I thought it just indecent exposure would be a thing. Oh my god. No. That's amazing. His dick was out. What? His dick was out. <laughs> Grand theft motor vehicle and disturbing the peace. Yeah, he disturbed a lot of peace. He did. Is that it? Yep. Wow, so this guy royally fucked his entire... I hope that this was the first time he did Spice. Yeah. And so he just was like, oh yeah, it'll be like pot. And just like... <laughs> it was not. Destroyed everything. <laughs> oh my god. Also, they need to stop calling it synthetic marijuana, because that's not what it is. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna do an episode on it. Ugh. Spice is terrifying, you guys. <laughs> Um, um, you can die. It's like no joke at all. Yeah. Um, also, they need to not call it a synthetic cannabinoid because it has absolutely nothing to do with marijuana. Yeah. Stop shit sullying the name of marijuana with this shitty drug. It's like grass from someone's yard sprayed with chemicals. It's nothing oh, at all. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so terrible. And the, and it's legal. I don't know if it's still, I don't, actually, it might, it might not be, it might not be legal anymore, but definitely it was legal a few years ago and you could sell it in a shop and get away with it by saying not, by putting not fit for human consumption on the label. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's some bad stories from, uh, from our area actually about that, about that shit. Of course. We had to have an assembly. This all came out when I was in, when I, when I was a teacher. Because <laughs> kids were bringing it to school and it was like, uh, we need to shut this shit down. Because yeah. y'all are going to kill yourselves. Wow. <clears throat> or do this. Yeah. <laughs> or expose yourself in a diner and shout, <laughs> call the police, the dead are rising. That's <laughs> the best thing. That's my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> It's the t-shirt. It's the I best. want that on a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With some dude just ripping his shirt off. Yes. Call the police. The dead are rising. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rubs his dick on someone's neck oh. and runs out of the sh- diner. Yes. <laughs> just the gummy quality of that. The g- uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. F- ugh. Uh, uh, uh. The feeling of genitalia on the back of your neck can't be a pleasant one. 
Goodness gracious. That's the feeling I can't shake. (laughs) Besides him trying to make out with a woman, with a 65-year-old woman. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. It it was bad. (laughs) Just in one hour, his whole (laughs) life is just like... Gone. In the drain. Yes. Oh, goodness. But see, this is where, again... Not to make, not to ruin it, but this is again where it's like, yeah, we don't need to criminalize this. He needs help. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Are you anyway, ready? Are you ready for another Florida man? Defund the police. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I'm excited. All right. Florida man carrying nearly 500 grams of weed tries to steal plane to meet girlfriend. What? <laughs> That's so much. Man told officers he needed to meet his girlfriend in California. New Smyrna Beach, mm. Florida. A Florida man is behind bars after he attempted to steal an airplane at the New Smyrna Beach Municipal Airport so he could fly to California to meet his girlfriend while carrying nearly 500 grams of marijuana. On How sa- dumb are you? <laughs> oh, wait, it gets better. Like, we don't live in a great place, so, like, weed isn't legal yet everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Why would you also commit another felony on that <laughs> that you're clearly going to get caught from? Ugh. <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. Yes. It's like, it's like, it's like bringing weed to school. What are you doing? Yeah. <coughs> on Saturday, officers were alerted that a stolen vehicle had been found at the airport, and while in the process of locating that vehicle, officers were flagged down by a man who said wait, it- Wait, 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 wait. And he stole a car? Yeah. Oh my god, this guy's such a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's the worst criminal of all time. <laughs> he is. And it gets it gets worse. Um, oh, what? Yeah, it gets worse. So, they were alerted that a stolen vehicle had been found at the airport. And while in the process of locating that vehicle, officers were flagged down by a man who said it was his vehicle that was stolen. The victim told officers that a man unknown to him jumped into the back of his truck and offered him $1,000 for a ride, according to a report. The man then got out of the truck but left a grinder, scale, and cell phone behind. At the same time the victim flagged down officers to describe the incident in the truck, another officer at the airport was notified by a... So, so, I'm sorry, if you have a thousand dollars, then hire a fucking Uber. Yeah. What? (laughs) He's not very smart. He doesn't look very smart. He's the dumbest person of all time, it sounds like. And you left shit behind. Yep. Um, at the same time the victim flagged down officers to describe the incident in the truck, another officer at the airport was notified by a flight instructor that a man was- Also, also, you can afford a plane ticket. Yeah. If you have a thousand (laughs) dollars. Um. So, what, so why are we stealing? (laughs) I don't know. Oh my god. The thought process of people. (laughs) Apparently he's been doing some spice too. Yeah. At the same time the victim flagged down officers, blah blah blah. Another officer at the airport was notified by a flight instructor that a man with a blue 
blue bag was spotted crouching on the wing of a plane station on a portion of the tarmac that was not accessible to the public. According to a report, the man asked the flight instructor how he could fly a plane. What? (laughs) By the time officers... Yeah, you learn how to do it in a five-minute conversation. Yeah. That's how easy it is. That's why we all have planes. (laughs) Yes. Actually. Oh, my God. By the time officers reached the tarmac, the man was sitting in the right seat of the aircraft. When officers approached him, he again asked if they knew how to fly the plane. The man just... (laughs) He asked the cops? Yes. Yeah, I'm stealing this. Do you know how to fly it? Can you teach me? Oh, my God. The man then jumped from the emergency exit window of the plane and and was detained by officers. Like, you're gonna escape now? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) after the man identified as 22 year old robert sienstra stand whatever robert (laughs) bob (laughs) was secured in the back of a patrol car officers returned to the plane and took his duffel bag into evidence they found his id sunglasses headphones cigarillos two lighters a pocket knife and a laptop a glass pipe was also found and tested positive for methamphetamine Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're now we're cooking. Yep. Next to the duffel bag was a container holding marijuana. The defendant stated that he purchased the aircraft for twenty thousand dollars cash recently, and he was going to fly to California to meet his girlfriend. He advised he did not. But I don't know how to fly. Nope. He advised he did not have paperwork and did not know the person he bought it from. The defendant stated. <laughs> yep. The defendant stated he was led onto the airfield by security. It should be known that there is no security on duty at the airport. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> While he was being processed, buddy, he told officers you, that... <laughs> you're not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> he told officers that he was the manager for a medical marijuana dispensary and that he was transporting <gasps> the marijuana to California. No, you're not. No. 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 <laughs> Dispensaries have a lot of money, and they would pay for your fucking plane ticket. Yeah. Also, they just ship it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jail records show he's being held on a $30,500 bond. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an idiot. Right. Meth's a hell of a drug. It is. <laughs> Oh man, that explains it. That <laughs> shit eats eats holes in your brain, literally. Yeah. Wow. And this last one. I bought a plane for twenty grand. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Sight unseen on eBay. I don't know who it's, who it was. <laughs> Do you know how to fly it? <laughs> Can you help me fly the plane? (laughs) (laughs) And this last one is probably one of my favorites. I hope his girlfriend broke up with him. He's an idiot. He is. Um, this, (laughs) this was published back in August, August 27th, 2019. So it's been about a year, but it's been a minute. Yeah. Florida man. Arrested for allegedly threatening another with machete for not flushing toilet. What? 
A Florida man was arrested for allegedly threatening to attack another person with a machete for not flushing a toilet after it had been used. Keith Meltz, 46. At least, okay, so at least this guy is trying to, like, enforce some kind of, you know, (laughs) civil civilization or some, I don't know what I'm looking for. Some kind of civil behavior. Yeah. (laughs) He's doing it wrong, but... (laughs) Um, <laughs> he is accused of pointing a broad blade at a man's face and demanding he flush the toilet after using it Saturday. Mounts allegedly said he would chop the man with the machete, which was found in a yard where the confrontation occurred. Deputies oh reported God. that Mounts claimed to be defending himself with the weapon, but was unable to explain why he needs he needed such protection against the alleged victim. Shit happens, he said in part in a statement. Mounts was charged with aggravated assault and booked into the county jail on a $5,000 bond. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Those were great. Thank you. (laughs) Nice work. Thank you. I'm quite proud of them. (laughs) Oh man! No, none of those were written by me. But those were all no, from like Click Orlando and. Nice. <laughs> oh man! Well, all right. Let's take a quick break. Okay. All right, we're back. We are. So I decided to talk about a weirdo. Okay. Um. From long ago, in the days of yore. And um, okay, <laughs> who I just recently learned of, and he might be my new favorite criminal. So, ah, um, his name is Lord Gordon Golden. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it would be. That's also not his name. So, um, uh, this is an article from Ranker that I found about him. Um, this is written by Rachel Sourbree. Sorbri? So- Rachel. Sure. That, yeah, she's great, and she wrote it. And uh, it was written, it was updated on October 13th, 2018, but I'm so I'm sure she wrote it before that, but it's, that that's when it was, up, that was when it was last updated. So, um, so this is from Ranker.com, and it's called, Lord Gordon Gordon was a regular old rascal. He scammed the world and never paid for his crimes. Wow. Spoiler alert. So. <laughs> Lord Gordon Gordon, or to some Lord Glencairn, was a prominent Scottish aristocrat. Or at least that's what the people who knew him believed. He spent the years between 1869 and 1874 convincing wealthy people in Scotland, England, and the United States and Canada that he was a rich heir to a Scottish fortune, and that he could be trusted with other people's money. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, needless to say, he could not. (laughs) (laughs) The Scottish imposter used his accent, foreign clothing, and endless charm to pull the wool over the eyes of several wealthy railroad men, including Jay Gould, one of the richest and most ruthless railroad barons in American history. Oh, wow. We'll talk about him sometime. I'm sure he was a monster. So, um, (laughs) when it comes to hard and fast... 
Lord Gordon Gordon facts, he, there are few to be had. He spent his short time as a confidence man, meaning con man. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, deceiving everyone close to him, telling lie after lie until there was no way to figure out who this man actually was. He took... Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry, everyone. My child is very active right now, and I'm having hiccup burps with a dash of heartburn, so bear with me. Um, He took the secrets of his past to the grave, proving to the end that he called all the shots in his story. Which is why I kind of respect the hell out of it. (laughs) So, all right. So let's talk about how nobody knew who this dude actually was. Okay. Lord Gordon Gordon's true identity may never be known. His early history consists only of rumors. Though there's a great picture of him right here. Um, uh, His early history consists only of rumors. Primarily that he was the illegitimate son of a clergyman and a maid. (gasps) Scandal! Some sources say he went by the name Hubert Hamilton, but it's possible the name was just an, was just another of his many aliases. In 2018, a librarian named Jenny McElroy was given a grant to research Gordon's life and write a book about him, but even she doubted she'd be a, she'd be able to uncover his real identity. All right. So, <laughs> His scams and tricks began, as many tales do, in Scotland. <laughs> I Gordon think I may Kate have first... heard of this guy. I mean, maybe. Gordon first came onto the scene as Lord Glencairn in Scotland. Around 1869, he began making upper-class connections using a foot-in-the-door scheme. Mm -hmm. He started by having his wealthy new friends trust him with small amounts of money. So start small. Once he'd proven he was responsible, Gordon had them lend progressively larger sums. He also used his friends as references, using the promise of a fortune he was supposed to be inheriting to make expensive purchases from jewelers. Not great. Um, <laughs> by 1870, his game in Scotland had ended. He had given most of the jewelry he had purchased on credit to his friends and fled for America, owing somewhere around a hundred grand. Jesus, which in today's Christ. money, I'm sure, would be insane. Unless that is today's money, I don't know. But of course, you know, you you, you he, he he's in four different countries over this whole thing because you know you can't. You can't keep that going. Yeah. Once people know <laughs> that you're a scumbag, you gotta you gotta relocate and change your name. Yeah. So, in Minnesota, he managed to make people believe he was a wealthy mo- nobleman. When he f- when he first arrived in Minnesota in 1871, Gordon immediately drew attention to himself. He dressed in expensive clothes and made a bank deposit of several thousand English pounds soon after arriving. The, only, the roughly 20,000 people of Minneapolis were taken with him. Mm-hmm. He received countless invitations to dinner and went on picnics with the city's elite. Ooh. He was the uncontested man of the hour. <laughs> Everyone was super into him. Of course. Because he had money. He had lots of money and he had a super sexy Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be falling over my feet. So... 
Gordon used hints to convince people that he was a wealthy British heir. Gordon was sly. Rather than openly boasting about his fake identity, he simply sprinkled information here and there that hinted at his mysterious and exciting background. He claimed that he was the heir to the Earls of Gordon, and also a relative of Lord Byron, the famous poet. Um. <clears throat> sure, Gordon's <laughs> sheer foreignness, paired with his new acquaintance's inability to check his story, allowed him to create whatever backstory he wanted. Ah, life before the internet. Wasn't that nice? No one right. knew who you were. No one Nothing. could look through your Facebook. No. <laughs> no permanent record of any kind. So he conned his way into an all-expenses-paid business trip that cost 45 grand. Oh. As he expanded his social circle in Minneapolis, Gordon met the Lord Commissioner of the North Pacific Railroad, Colonel John S. Loomis. Gordon told him that he was in the market for some land for himself and his fellow Scottish noblemen. As luck would have it, Colonel, Colonel Loomis was looking to sell some acreage to fund a new railroad venture. Imagine that! Oh no. In order to impress his potential buyer, Loomis took Gordon on a luxury, all-expenses-paid trip to see the parcels of land. Gordon was provided with first-class accommodations, a personal valet, and money for expenses. And altogether, the trip was said to have cost around forty-five grand. Jesus Christ! Towards, towards the end of the excursion, <laughs> this is my favorite. Gordon told his friends he needed to travel back east to facilitate a money transfer. The implication being that he would be going through with the land deal. Oh, no. He never returned to Minnesota. <laughs> of course. So he just bummed a trip from this guy and then pieced Dipped. the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Dipped. So far. Ghosted this poor man. Oh, goodness. All right. Many believe that railroad robber baron Jay Gould was the very last person who would who would fall for a con man's trick. But he did and became prey to none other than Gordon than Gordon Gordon. Gould was one of the richest men in American history and built his wealth by profiting from the misfortune of others. Then he had good. Been no yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. He had been no stranger to the world of graft and corruption. But somehow, he didn't see through Gordon's plan. Gordon came to New York in 1872, while Gould was in the middle of a struggle for control over the Erie Railroad. Not only did Gordon manage to convince Gould <laughs> that he owned stocks in the railroad, he convinced him that he owned enough to have a significant amount of control in the company. Oh my god. <laughs> He's startled by this revelation. Gould offered Gordon a bribe of around $1 million in stocks, cash, and securities so that gold could retain control. <laughs> he bought stocks from him that he didn't even have. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. He was like, oh no, I have all this. And then he tried to buy it off of him. Oh my god. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> in his own company 
That's like stealing someone's frogs and then selling them back to them. It's so rude. Oh, God. Of course Gordon was lying about the whole thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. So the biggest mistake Gordon ever made was not knowing when to leave. <laughs> in, eight, in 1872, he had just swindled one of the richest men in America... Um, Jay Gould for $1 million in stocks and cash. Usually he would disappear after collecting his payday, but this time he stuck around in New York. Gould was not stupid. He caught on to what Gold Gordon had done and had him arrested. So, I mean, but that's fair. I mean, that's just hubris, yeah. right? You know, that he's gotten away with all of this for so long, now he's getting cocky. And especially, I mean, New York feels like you can disappear in it. And he could not. He got too cocky. Yeah. He couldn't give back the stocks that he had sold, but he... <laughs> so he sold them! Oh my god. But he was forced to return the cash. That blows. Aww. One of the key... That's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> I have all of this stock and interest. Why don't you buy them from me? And he buys them in stocks and cash. <laughs> and then he sells all the stocks. <laughs> Oh my god, it's fucking brilliant. One of the key fe- one of the key features of Gordon's personality was his likability. Case in point, he made many wealthy and prominent friends in New York, and after he was arrested, they posted his bail. Of course they did. <laughs> Jay Gould was one of the- Jay Gould was the only one who bothered to check Gordon's story apparently. So, in the 1800s, there were far fewer ways of checking a person's backstory than there are today. Mm-hmm. All Gordon had to do to trick countless Americans was tell a story he thought they'd believe. A story from overseas where few people had been. In Minnesota, far removed from Scotland, people swallowed his story without question, but in New York, he met with his first opposition in, J- in Jay Gould. Because I'm sure this dude has traveled. Yeah. He tricked... Well, and New York is a port city, so, you know, there's people from over the, from over from across the sea yeah. coming and going all the time. Um, he tricked Gould out of roughly a million. We already know that. Um, and a suspicious Gould decided to check out all of the aristocrats back in Scotland that Gordon had been using as references. Uh-oh. To many New Yorkers' surprise... None of the noblemen had ever heard of Lord Gordon Gordon. <laughs> and by the time Gould put all the pieces together, Gordon had already fled to Canada. Of course. All right, so. <sighs> With the Americans finally on to him, Gordon went on a year-long Canadian hunting vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 1872, Gordon arrived in Fort Garry, Canada. He fled New York after bringing, after bringing in the biggest haul of his con man career, and he decided to pose as a British gentleman looking for sporting expeditions. <laughs> he essentially behaved as though he was on an endless holiday in Canada con- in the Canadian countryside, going on shooting trips and mostly keeping to himself. He managed to keep up his charade in Manitoba for almost a year oh, wow. until July of 1873. Yeah. So then, <laughs> whoo, okay. 
So Gordon's trip to Canada caused an international incident. After learning he was living just 50 miles north of the Minnesota border in 1873 with a $25,000 bounty now on his head, a group of men from Minneapolis decided to take matters into their own hands. They hunted Gordon down and kidnapped him from his front porch, tossing him in a wagon and hightailing it back to America. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, they were stopped just shy of the border by the Canadian police, who claimed they had no jurisdiction on Canadian soil, which is true. Mm -hmm. The men were thrown in jail, and angry Minnesotans were ready to rally a militia to go and break them out. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, President Ulysses S. Grant and the Canadian Prime Minister, Sir John MacDonald, used diplomatic means to settle the dispute, and the men were released. Good. Just everybody mind their own fucking business. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) after years of shenanigans spanning four countries, Gordon's past finally caught up to him. After he tricked the railroad baron, there was a $25,000 bond on his head. And not only that, Gould had tracked down the jewelers Gordon had cheated back in Scotland and England, (laughs) who identified him in photographs, uncovering his alias as Lord Glencairn. The final blow came from, from one of the Edinburgh ju- the Edinburgh jewelers who decided to go through the proper legal channels to bring Gordon to justice. Uh-oh. The courts were able to get an order for his extradition and sent the Canadian police to the boarding house where he was staying. Oh no. Yeah, this is where it gets bad. It gets kind of dark. Um but worth it because his story is hilarious so um in 1874 the canadian police tracked gordon down at the boarding house where he was staying and found him in his bedroom he calmly asked if he could finish his nap but the police knew that he was using the nap as a ruse to escape and denied his request of course they did allow him they did allow him to go into another room to grab his hat before they dragged him off to prison It was then that he pulled out a gun and shot himself in the head. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Because at that point, it's fucking over. Yeah. But also, he doesn't need his hat. (laughs) Yeah. This guy's a flight risk. Why did you let him go anywhere? (laughs) But still. Anyway, dark end to a story that's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. This guy was a legend. And, um... I love that he tricked a railroad baron like that. Yep, I do that too. That makes me laugh. <laughs> Good on ya, yes. Gordon Gordon. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was a good one. <sighs> thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that we've improved your week a little bit. Um, send your stories, um, or if you have any crazy, crazy weird news or weird history that you want us to cover, um, send them all to talkcricket at gmail.com. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. 
To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.